as seen in the Houston Chronicle. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Woo-hoo! I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 106.1, 104.5. Sister stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. I flipped it up and reversed it. I know. It. I was right. say, don't think I didn't notice. I flipped it up and reversed it. It's because 106.1 is the heart of Conroe, so they should go first. Oh, calm That's down, what... Missy Elliott. Calm oh, down. okay. Calm down, Missy Elliott. I like the way you work it. No diggity. That's Did what? That was, that was Black Street. Oh, missed it. Because you flipped it and reversed it. Flipped it and reversed it? Right. Beep, beep, who's got the keys to the Jeep? Vroom. Vroom, vroom, vroom. She did a whole music video wearing a trash bag one time. <laughs> what the heck, man? Because uh, she's a out. legend. Nerdthugradio.com and facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. You can follow us. And uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, uh, yeah, we had an article in the Houston Chronicle. Yes. If, you're on, if you're on the YouTube, framed. look at it. Here we go. We're right here if you're on the YouTube or My City TV. We actually have had two articles, one yes. in it and one on the internet. Just search Houston Chronicle and Earthquake Radio, and there you have it. Whoop, whoop. Um, before we get going on this show, I have a really hot, debatable topic we need to get into. We need Super to get it going. Hot. In the industry, we call these hot takes. This is a hot take. Hot take. Hot it, take. In-N-Out Burger is coming to Houston, Texas. Uh, I don't uh, care. I don't care. Okay, go ahead. And, All right, uh, next. Yeah, so no. now there's the big debate. There is no debate. What's There's better, in and out or Whataburger? There Whataburger. Is, there is no none. debate. There Which one is none. it? It's Whataburger. Oh, that's Obviously. Whataburger. It's Whataburger. Here's the thing. California. California. I regret ever doing the show with you people. <laughs> Keep going. Here's the thing. Um, so California, yes, that's the best burger in California, the in and out Burger. But that's only because Whataburger won't give them the joy of a Whataburger. Because, and this is really important. They screw up everything over there. They do. They screw up everything West Coast over there. Right. So anytime like ideas and concepts get to the West Coast from somewhere else, they kind of culturally appropriate them. They find a way to screw the pitch. Right. They they make them California style, which is fine the for them. Style. But like, you yeah. know, they're the ones who went like tofu and stuff like that. Fake meat. <laughs> Fake meat. Turduckins. <laughs> Fake meat. Turkey bacon. Give me a roast beef sandwich and hold the beef. Right. I don't want none of that business. Like a, a veggie. No conflict. A veggie burger. That's not even a thing. Yeah. Thanks, California. Thank you. Thanks. So can I tell you my In-N-Out Useless. story? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So In-N-Out uh, is in the DFW. Okay. Dallas-Fort Worth. No, I, I was familiar and with the DFW. So, <laughs> so a couple times, uh, this is previous years, my wife and my sister would travel to Dallas. On okay. the way back, they'd pick up an In-N-Out burger. And I'd eat it when they got home. So this is like a two and a half, uh, two and a half hour old burger, maybe. Mm, so it's kind of cold. I warm it up. They put it in a little ice chest, and it was good. It was it was good, but I never had a fresh one. Okay. And All right. So one summer we were coming back from Missouri, and we stopped at an In and Out when we got to uh, Texas, and I said I'm gonna have myself a warm, hot In and Out burger. And so I devoured one, and it was so good. I said I'll take a second one. <laughs> so I ate a second In and Out burger. I was sick for four days. <laughs> it's been three years since then. I have yet to eat an In-N-Out burger. Every time we're in the DFW, because my uncle lives in Plano, Texas, and there is a In-N-Out burger right by his house, yeah. we go, I don't eat it. I pass. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. I go to Grandy's instead. Four no. days. A four-day sickness where all I ate was Smoothie King. That's it. For four uh, days, I had Smoothie King. That yeah. sounds like a tragic experience. Um... Here's who I really want to come to Houston. Oh, yes. Let's hear it. Crystal Burger. They had one in Houston. It ran away. It was on 1960. Yeah. Didn't work out. They left. You know what's really good that needs to come to Houston? 
wiener schnitzel. You ever had a wiener schnitzel? It's like I a better not. James Coney. I, it is so good. When I feel I was, like that's blasphemy. No, no, no. When I was living I in the uh, the DFW. Prison. There, Just there say prison a, while you were in there prison. There was a wiener schnitzel right by uh, my apartment. Mm-hmm. And we'd go there. There's, a, there's actually a wiener schnitzel and a crystal burger like right there. So we would just, you know, ping so, pong back and forth off each other. So if you recall, I don't. Um, what was the name of the one we had at uh, Shreveport? Oh, Judice Inn. Man, Judith, 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 Judith. That one we should have reordered there. The Those were so good. Had, oh yeah, well, mind boggling. We should be back in about a month and a half. I guess we're going. Are we really going back in a month and a half? I think so. Right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna order like. Louisiana Comic Con, Lafayette, yeah. Judy's Burger. That's where we're going first. And then Before we, go, we even get anywhere, that's we where go we're going down, first. Yeah, we're not eating Chinese buffet on the way. No, yeah, uh-huh. that was the weird. <laughs> that was the dumbest idea. We need we Cajun food. I mean, it was okay. good at the time. But <laughs> it was a smart idea, right? Until I filled my first plate up, and then I regretted every moment. Man, of that's it. every buffet, man. I know. What did I tell you the other day? <laughs> I texted Corey the other day, and I had a little headache, and I said. I can never talk myself out of not going to eat Chinese food. Like, <laughs> like Chinese buffet. Every time. I'm trying to figure out like what to eat, and I'm like, hmm, if Chinese buffet crosses my mind, there's no talking me out of it. No. Like, I'm going. It's all over. Even if I go three days in a row like we did that one time. Yeah. <laughs> we did go to the same place three days in a row. That's what you call a good idea. It was so delicious every time, though. Like, when we said it the next time, we were both like, yeah, okay. Let's do, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Why, why not? We almost went a fourth day. <laughs> That's how good it was three days if, in a row. If day four wasn't a Saturday, right. we would have gone. Right. I, we weren't at work. I actually thought about driving over to that side of town and just going the fourth yeah, day. close to your dad's house. Yeah. I was, say hi and then go to the buffet. Who wants to go to the Star Chinese buffet? I took this him guy. to it. We did go. We, I yeah. took him to it like a week later. And I was like, last week I came here three days in a row with Joey. And they all ate it. And dad was like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But he wasn't like, I would come, like... I would I come here three days. Have so, y'all even been back? No. Yeah, so there's see? the hole-in-the-wall place that was next door. Yeah, you were telling me. But now it's not there anymore. We talked about that right, a couple weeks right. ago. Uh, it was way better. Less options, but the food was way better. So now, like, I have to go to this one. So now I'm like, hmm, where are some other Chinese buffet places around me? <laughs> Let me just tour them all. See, I liked the buffet that was in the hole-in-the-wall up here in the Woodlands when we lived together. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite oh, one, too. Beijing? Yeah, you, you weren't like as big it. a fan. It's but been there forever. It has. But like again, the fewer op- the the limited option buffet is always better than the big buffet, right? Because it seems like they put more effort into those right. Little Their items. Hispanic cooks making Chinese food are better at it than the other Hispanic cooks making Chinese food. I think that might be kind of racist. Does it ever throw you off though? It's always Hispanic dudes yeah. cooking it. Um, Dad and I were at a but mall not, one time. Not at my uh, my hole in the wall place. It's Asian. Authentic. Really. Asians. And it was so good. So I was in the food court one time with Dad, I and, food and I looked Chinese. up and I realized I think this was the Deerbrook Mall. I want to say, and we looked up and we kind of realized at the same time that these two stores shared a kitchen because we could see in the back because it was early. They were so cleaning and stuff, and um, there was a manager going back and forth between both of them. That dude was Indian. He was his cooks for the back were all Hispanic, and they're all talking in Asian because one of the cashiers is clearly like Vietnamese or Korean. I don't what? know which. And so they're all throwing around like like he's throwing Spanish to the back. He's talking to her in, in either Vietnamese or Korean. And he's an Indian dude. And we're sitting there watching all of this. And then he says in English to us, you know, he's like, hey, how's it going, guys? And my dad was like, that was the most impressive thing I think I've ever seen language-wise. <laughs> and I was like, see, and people say racism is an issue. Like, this guy is killing it. Like, no, man, if you think about it, like foreigners, they all know like multiple languages. They do. They do. and Because other it's places a... require them to actually know the language. Well, no, well, like, okay, um, if you speak... In, in if you speak Indian, 
there's apparently it's like 70 different dialects. Right. So, and like they all have different names and stuff. Uh, and so like, uh, I'm going to say speaking Arabian. That's not the proper term. I don't know what it is. But one of the dialects is Farsi. Farsi is the most common. But even as the most common, it's not in all of the regions. No. There are whole countries who don't even speak Farsi. But if you can speak one of the languages that's derived from You get from like Latin, 60 to 70%. That's derived from Latin? Yeah. Because my wife's learn family. Latin. My it's wife's it's family, the Romance languages. My wife's family is yeah. Italian. And right. So like her grandparents and her aunts and her mom, they can speak Italian. But they can still converse with Spanish people. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's roughly. It's similar, but not congruent. Right. right. It's the Spanish, the French. Portuguese. Portuguese. Um, Alemanese. I'm missing one. Yes, you are. Spanish, French, Portuguese, Italian. Italian you you literally said it. Uh, and, there's, and there's one more, and those are the Romance languages, and they are all based off of the same. They're the like same if you ever go language. to the uh, right. Greenspoint, Greenspoint Mall, when you walk in, there's the Cajun grill here, and then there's two separate Chinese grills over here. Right. They're all owned by the same people. Yeah. And they all just work. Yeah, they all just. They're all just they like bounce around. bouncing around on places, yeah. and they're like yelling at you, trying to get you to come over there. And then you go on the next day, and the guy that was here now is over here. It's like they play a game with you. They play right. their mind. They're blowing. They are blowing Ugh. their minds. They want you to think there's competition, but it's really just There's themselves. five places to eat there, and three of them are Chinese food places. Chances are, I'm going to go to one of those. Three. And they're all owned by it, the Cajun girl's not Chinese. It's Cajun. It's Chinese. It is Chinese. It's Chinese. Chinese. They sell other Chinese meats at that yeah. one that they don't sell at the other one. Yeah, it's right. so weird. If yeah, you want the orange chicken, you got to go to the Japanese one. You want the Mandarin chicken, you got to go to the Chinese one. Right. You want the bourbon chicken, you're going Cajun. Man, you know, we've... Uh, Cajun with heavy air quotes. Within like the last... Yeah, their logo's e- like a crawfish. Within the yeah. last six episodes, I think we've talked Chinese food in the open. That's, <laughs> that's how much we love it. We've been losing weight. Well, what are we so, on, episode 67? Yeah. Talking uh, about Chinese food? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not losing weight, are you kidding me? <laughs> you're not, that's true. You actually were I essentially plateaued. even. I plateaued. Congratulations. <laughs> That's like impressive in its own way, though, right? right? You didn't change at all. I didn't all. gain. I didn't lose. Right. I maintained. You stayed the same weight for three months. Right. Like that's two imp- months. It two was months. very hard. That's that's impressive too, right? It is. Yeah, I should win a cookie. Like, why don't they have a stay the same weight challenge? They should <laughs> yeah. try to maintain Who your body stay the same weight? weight. Right. Like, let's say you were like a happy, healthy weight. Not yours because you're fat. But like, let's say you're a happy, healthy weight. I'm happy. Like, let's say you're like like I'm someone's happy. like a like someone's like a two ten, and they're like, no, I'm good at two ten. And then they're like, all right, well, stay 210 for three months. What? Right. Yeah. That what? Seems like, okay, just maintain your lifestyle. Right. But is it that easy? Right. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. I don't know. Joey, it, what, what do you do different? <laughs> it's pretty easy. If you guys want to know, just you know, hit me on Facebook.com backslash NerdDuggerRadio. Yeah, because what you did was you, you lost weight, and then you just slowly gained it yeah. all back. I busted my butt the first two weeks didn't and lost really... like 15 pounds, and then I just coasted. You didn't really maintain so much as... Lose weight and coast. then gain weight again. Kick, that makes sense. Push coast. If we'd have had the weigh in a week later, he'd have been fatter. <laughs> a day later, probably. Oh no, you gained a pound. Yeah, you're actually it's negative like, on the percentages. It's like uh, uh, the movie Heavyweights. <laughs> Congratulations, Joey. You're the fattest boy in calm. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody's like clapping for him. It's not something to clap about. Right, when they're doing the weigh in, Ben yeah. Stiller. That's a great Perk movie. System. It is. Yeah. That's the movie that made me hate Ben Stiller. I, wow. I'm not a fan of the Ben Stiller. Except for like uh, the Nine in Museum movies. Those are pretty good. Those are terrible. No, they're good. One, two, and three. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Oh, wait, there's three of those? Yeah, there's three of them. I think, I've only, I mean, I think all, I've only ever seen the first one. There's three they're fam- all terrible. There's three family. They got Owen Wilson and Robin Williams. Got a great cast of people. There's like seven hours of garbage there. Great stuff, man. Wow, how long are these movies? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know and I don't care. That's Why how not? bad they are. They're I really hate. Good. They're historical. Yeah. They're not historical. 
Let's jump out the break accurate. right now, though. When we come back, we're going to get into some more talk about Nerd Thug Radio. Stay with us. So what are you talking to Andrew about? Hey, guys. Joey Savage with Nerd Thug Radio. Conroe's newest sports bar, Wild Thing, is a modern-day rustic saloon with all-American charm. Wild Thing, a bar and restaurant in the Conroe Woodlands area, right off FM 1488 and I-45 with a welcoming ambiance and atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. Wild Thing has over 70 televisions regularly airing local and nationally televised sporting events, as well as daily specials and pricing. Wild Thing Bar and Restaurant, the best scenery in town. Yeah, hey, hi, uh, this is Ernie Hudson, and I got to just give up great respect for Nerd Thug Radio and great respect for you guys for tuning in with us. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am uh, one half of the greatest radio tag team in all of Conroe, the Captain Joey Savage. Cool, Ernie OG. Oh, my partner. <laughs> Jumping the gun there. Hey, hey, what's what's the key ingredient to comedy? Uh, Timing! <laughs> and that's Nico back there. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's me. Before we get going, let's, uh, let's talk about our friends over at Space Connects Gaming Gaming. They're located off uh, I-45 in the Woodlands Parkway in Oak Ridge. They have Magic on Friday nights. They host weekly Hero Clicks events, Star Wars X-Wing, Star Wars Amada. They have a huge Dungeons & Dragons uh, league going on for adults and children. Uh, they play Vanguard. They play uh, Dragon Ball Z. Anything gaming related, check it out. Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. You want to play it? You want to buy it? You want to do it? Go see BMAC, our friend, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. That's where we do our Hero Clicks. We do our Hero Clicks League. Yeah, we done that, dude. I am tearing it up in the league. That stuff should be coming to you soon on uh, Shredding on the My game. City TV and then also on the YouTube. 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 Uh, DLG, you have got a numerous. A plethora amount of notes over here. Right. Um, Hold on, like, go ahead, up. man. What do you uh, What do you want to discuss this this week? I never know what to do with my hands. Am I on uh, TV? Uh, Is it on? Yeah. Am I on? The one. Is Am this I on? thing on? Uh-huh. Is this thing on? Right. Hello. 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 Uh, yeah. So this was, you know, off the air we were talking about uh, feminism a little bit earlier. Oh boy. And, oh, um, oh boy. I don't like where just, this is going. Oh just boy. Hot colds. General. Um, just people kind of having weird ideas and concepts of like what's okay and not okay as far as how to include women and stuff. Okay. Um, so in 2015, All right. Star Wars released Monopoly. Okay, there was a Star Wars-themed Monopoly released by Hasbro. Right. All right, this is super specific. Right. Yeah, I know where he's going. Let's yeah, see. this is a crazy, this is a weird story. Are you ready? Let's go. So released worldwide, Hasbro. Worldwide. 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 Um, in the worldwide version was Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Finn and Ray. Okay. In the United States and Canada, can you guess which one of the four didn't make it into the board game? I can I can guess. Can I guess? Yeah. Me here. Me here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go ahead. Alex, I will take who is Ray for 500, please. Correct. Yes. Wow. Read this so story. in 2015, Star Wars The Force Awakens was about to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was excited. Yeah. Um, I'm still super excited. Right. And All retroactively. <laughs> right. All things Star Wars related. You really are. And so... Uh, Ray somehow doesn't make it into these. No, Kylo Ren does, and so does Finn. Right. No Ray. No female. No female. So a nine-year-old girl writes a letter to Hasbro, and says, "WTF, mate?" Essentially, she's like, she's like, Ray is literally the star of the Force Awakens. She is. How come she's not? She's not in the Star Wars Monopoly game. Originally, Hasbro's answer to this was that 
it would give away spoilers of the character Ray to have her plastic piece in the board game. True. Even though it already existed elsewhere. Because she's holding a lightsaber. Right, right. Let's be clear. Worldwide, Ray's in the game. Ray's in the game, baby. U.S. and Canada, no Ray. No Ray. Um, so because she's holding a lightsaber, Hasbro thought they should not include Ooh, her. Let's tone this back a bit, bros. And so instead Hasbros. they wound up excluding <laughs> the only female figure from that set. Keep in mind, one of the stars oh, of the movie with is no one. No, they just, they just right. took her out of the game. And they just put, like, they said three pieces. They could have put Princess Leia in there. Something. Queen, Commander something. Leia. And then right. they replaced Leia. her with the, the boot from the original Monopoly. They put the yeah. thimble back in. <laughs> right. They took the thimble out of regular Monopoly. They put it in Star Wars Quick, Hasbro scramble. Monopoly. So anyway, uh, it's now 2017. Still not in. Still wasn't in. And on top of that, the little girl who wrote the first letter never received a, a version of Ray. So Hasbro said, if you would like Ray in your game, simply call us. They released a phone number. And when you get through all the different people and talking to people, we'll mail you we'll one. We'll hook you up, bros. Well, Hasbros. They, they then cited the the low number of people who specifically made that phone call as a reason not to include Ray. So fast forward to now, and people are like, why isn't Ray still in this game? game? And so Hasbro then says, well, look, we have now fixed it. But most stores are full up in inventory at this point. No one's and buying it. It won't be refilling again. Therefore, no, no Ray. Ray. Uh, and so now they've opened an online store specifically to buy Star Wars Monopoly with Ray in it. And and that's not even ready yet. It and won't be ready until July 25th. Nice. Very cool. Oh, sweet. Just in time for my birthday. So a year and a half to put it to, to put her put a little plastic piece back in a game that you literally had in the original release. It takes a long time to make those pieces, man. What a bunch of idiots. Right. What a bunch of like, don'ts. So this happens a lot in, like, geekdom, though. It does. It um, does. So Black Widow was the only Avenger who rode a motorcycle in Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay? Right. She's the only sense. one who rides a motorcycle in the whole movie. Uh, Captain America rides one in the beginning of Age of Ultron, but in the climactic relevant when the, when the scenes, when they're, fighting. when they're fighting Ultron, Black Widow's the one on a motorcycle. Uh, when they released the action figures, the only one who got a motorcycle action figure, Captain America. Duh. Obviously. Even though on the art, on the packaging, apparently there's some packaging where you could see Black Widow on a motorcycle. Like in like the test shots or whatever? Like like in the, like, like like on the like. printed packaging oh, like of some like. of the items. Oh, wow. I'll say it so much I love it. Okay. How do you feel about that? But so the issue that I see here, it's the same thing as always. When they released uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy action figures... The hardest one to find was a Gamora. I um, still don't have a Gamora from yeah. my set. So, I have Drax Groot, Tiny Groot. Right. Groot? Yeah, you have a Tiny Groot, and that was before the movie even came out. Right. But no Gamora. No Gamora. So what's a, what's a lady got to do? Looks you know? like Marvel Disney is the one screwing the pooch here. Well, and Hasbro. Hasbro's, I mean, it's a licensing thing. Because DC's doing okay. I mean, DC has the uh, DC Superhero Girl line. They have their own... They have a whole line dedicated to girls, right? They have a TV show, they or a, a cartoon movies, mm-hmm. they have novel, like actual novels, hardback novels, and they have a Lego Lego sets, they have well, action be, figure dolls. I mean, to be clear, comics. see, and that's what I'm talking about is the licensing stuff. Because to be clear, Disney does a lot for the girls. Just There's not a lot of on Marvel the superhero side. Well, no, not even that. They have a couple they have a couple specific I mean, I would I would say Wasp is geared toward the ladies, Miss Marvel is geared toward the ladies, Captain Marvel is geared toward the ladies. There's all kinds of lady-friendly Marvel comics, the issue that I see 
is that when they license the stuff, the toy companies and right. That's what I'm saying. They yeah, Marvel and their licensing is dropping the ball. Where right. I think DC is doing pretty well with it. Yeah, and I think that's because it's all one arm. Like DC, Warner Brothers and DC, you know, had. I mean, DC is the first one to put the female lead superhero out there with Wonder Woman, and she crushed it. And yeah, they got their that own is a toy little... line. Well, that's not that's not totally true. There was Electra. There was. I'm talking New Age, bro. I know. I know you are. Um, I mean, Electra didn't do I'm terrible. It post, didn't do great, though. I'm talking post-Iron Man, not post-Iron Man. Man. In a post-Iron Man world, Wonder Woman is first. First female lead. Which is a little embarrassing, because a Black Widow movie would have existed. It would have fit. Yeah, just fine. It would have fit anywhere. And you could have had Samuel L. Jackson be in, like, six scenes. Now like have to wait he, for Captain Marvel to come out. I know. Is it, is it Alison Brie, right? Yep. I mean, she's, she is. Now, I mean, Marvel's picking up a little bit with like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for instance, even though... Phil Coulson is, you know, one of the main characters. You still got a uh, Quake Daisy who is, right. is she's, a huge deal. She's like main character B in all of that. And they had Agent Carter. Uh, ugh. Agent Carter. Agent, Agent Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah, they had her. Uh, and then we just talked about this before we started recording today. The uh, Squirrel Girl and the, the New Warriors, a female-led squad. Real quick, uh, Hulu has released uh, release dates. For new, yeah. For, for Runaways. Wars. Runaways. And for Future Man, which I'm going to start including in all this because it, 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 it feels very up our alley. I want to say November 21st is going to be the Runaway show. That's correct. And Hulu is doing something. They don't do the Netflix style. It will be released in weekly episodics. So oh, is that not, true? You're not getting it all at once. My life is over. I'll never watch you're it. You're going to get it once per week. So it should, I, don't, I don't like that. It should be yeah, done in February. No. So it looks, still, like, it looks like well, it's coming still, out in February. Right. <laughs> Sounds like it came out in February to me. Yeah, so you're going you're gonna to get it starting in uh, November 21st. Okay, yeah, Runa- that's correct. And then Runaway. Future Man... Comes out November fourteenth. Future man. So this is a weird. I read that. I, I have you read the? Uh, Sounds it, like a joke. No. Right, it does. <laughs> so okay, here's the pitch. You ready? It's the dude from Hunger Games, who proposed to Katniss Evergreen. And Peter. Uh, yeah. The Baker kid. The Baker Peter. kid. Peter. Peter. Yeah. Peter. Not, not Hemsworth. Yeah, the blonde. Yeah. Okay, so that kid. He he's, is a, he's a. He's a man, man. He's a janitor, uh, at a high school, and he. Plays tons of video games at night. Yeah. He's addicted to them. And someone time travels to grab him to save humanity in the future. Nice. I like it So already. he is future man. I like it already. High school janitor turned savior of humanity. Sounds like a Stan Lee book. Check. Sounds good. Um, Also talking about just DC doing chicks right, like getting getting that yeah, yeah. getting that right. They're coming out with another book. So Gotham City Sirens, uh-huh. uh, Gotham City Bombshells, the DC Bombshell comic, yep, yep, yep. is strictly based off of their line of statues and stuff. Yes, yes, it is. And now it's a comic book. Correct. They they have another line of statues that they that they're calling Gotham City Garage, and it's like redesigning the DC females with motorcycles and like themed automobiles and stuff like that. That's really cool. So, so it's like, like kind of like biker D- like, so like DC biker Transformers. Game. No, oh, it's like biker gang, like biker gang, like chic oh. biker, like bombshell biker gang that combo. Great. Neat thing. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. So anyway, they're developing. That. It's it's the artwork has gone all like the the statues and stuff are so loved that it's now also getting a digital first comic book. Digital first, baby, coming out next month, and Technology. it will feature Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, Catwoman, Lex Luthor, Big Barda, Steel, <laughs> Big Barda, Silver Banshee, Hawk Girl, and they're combining. Two characters here. The name of the character is going to be Kara Gordon. Was it like a Robin? It's uh, she's going to be a Kryptonian, so she's obviously Supergirl. Uh, but Gordon, obviously Gotham City. Right. Um, and so what's going on I'm here? Confused already. It's, right. 
It's called Swipe Gotham. Left. It's called Gotham City oh, Garage. God. Now I'm not on TV anymore. Oh, look, look at that! You should have fixed it. There you go. It's called Gotham City Garage. <laughs> uh, but what the concept is, uh, it's a oh, it's, not it's, too far. I don't know. I don't know if I like this. It's post-apocalyptic in the future, and what's going on right, is because Mad Max. So it's right. Like, it's like Venezuela then. Yeah, a little bit. Ooh. Governor Luther Roast. has saved Gotham City, Ooh. but it's like very authoritarian now. Is this now? the same one where they like cleanse the Joker and he's now the hero of Gotham? Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Check it. That's check, it. Check it. Check it. Check it. <laughs> yep. All right, thanks. I just saw the headline. I don't know any more to think about oh, it. Oh, okay. That's, okay. Why I asked That's it part of this. That's fair. Anyway, fair so, so getting out of this, apparently it's apocalyptic. Like the, Gotham is safe, but everywhere else isn't. Post-apocalyptic. And I guess this is like their version of the Justice League is somewhere in this list of characters. But they're all on bikes. They're like, they're, it's all themed it's, in it's, a biker it's game. Mad Max death game on motorcycles. Okay. Sort of. Like with they DC said, bombshells. Right. They were still like DC <laughs> bombshells with like elaborate tattoos is kind of what they're saying. Oh, interesting. Right. Well, let's take a break on that note. And uh, when we get back, we're going to get into all the interesting news that uh, happened during San Diego Comic-Con. Stay with us. This is Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from hero clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great-to-go-to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest-ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest-ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am your co-host, the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And uh, you're listening to Nerd Thug Radio on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. It's just a station. And worldwide at? IRLoneStar.com. Awesome. You can check us out, Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Every Tuesday, the podcast drops. So if you miss any of this glorious show. Shame on you. Shame on you. First of all, shame on you. Shame. uh, Then you know how to find the rest of it. Right. So, over the weekend, yes. one of the biggest Comic-Cons in the entire world went down in... San Diego. Good. What is the, the Ron Burgundy quote? No, I don't think we can say that. <laughs> can say that? <laughs> I don't think we can. Good morning, San Diego. But not that. Not that. Um, so, let's start off with... Um, yeah, it's the biggest convention. Uh, we mentioned this already in the show. It's yeah, huge. Yeah, it's the biggest convention. Uh, a lot of news goes down. Uh, let's just let's start with the DC side of it, right? Okay, so, uh, all right, okay. They uh, debuted... The newest Justice League trailer. Correct. It's about a million DLG. years long. How, yes. uh, how do you feel about this trailer? Does um, it make you more excited for the, or the film, or you're just kind of like, eh? If we're, if we're saying a trailer's job is to make you want to see the movie, right? then I guess this thing fails. Because, like, I'm not... It didn't move my level of excitement at all. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see this movie. I'm not excited, so per you, se, for this movie. So you... Mo- okay. Most people want to see this movie because, A, it's the Justice League. Right. It's right. the equivalent of the Avengers. Yes. So you're saying this trailer, basically at this point, this trailer had two jobs, right? It either, A, was promoting and, and pushing people who weren't so much aware or on the fence to want to see it. Yeah. Or, B, it was unveiling some new kind of 
plot twist or plot points that and footage footage and like unseen footage like oh wow that's gonna be in the movie this did oh, unveil cool. steppenwolf it did so finally steppenwolf who is the main villain of, of this, this movie. movie um they unveiled him now what's funny about him is he did all of his stuff like green screen the actor who played steppenwolf so he was never actually on set with any of the members of the Justice League. Ooh, that's got to be Not, an exciting he, he, role yeah. to play. <laughs> he never was on set with any of them. There's been a couple times now recently where that's occurred. Um, I'm trying to think what the name of a movie was. It had a long list of actors in it, and two of them are on the red carpet doing an interview, and someone was like, well, it was like working with so-and-so, and he was like, well, actually, this is the first time we've been him. together uh, for this movie at all, and it just so happens that that's the way that, that stuff yeah. works out. Um... It's kind of be it's kind of be a weird feeling. I bet Thanos is going to have pretty much kind of the same thing. The difference I think though with Thanos is so Thanos is going to be the main villain of the Avengers Infinity War. And it's uh Brolin, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Um the guy who played Steppenwolf though, I don't think he even met any of the cast to whereas Josh Brolin knows all these cast members. They unveiled him a couple weekends ago at the uh ED, ED3 or D3 conference? It was a Disney 23. Disney 23. Like, they yeah. were all on stage together, minus Chris Evans. Well, I'm sure the um, Steppen, I'm sure Steppenwolf is, is his actor is doing some promo stuff. Maybe. But uh, I don't, if, I don't if, think if he met any of them until after his scenes were filmed. Okay. That's a little weird. Right. That's a little weird. Now, there were two very minor things that most people may not have caught in the trailer. Yes, yes. I yes. think is worth mentioning uh, for what we do. So I'm going to mention what goes on. Corey DLG, you're going to react and tell me okay. if it's important. Okay. What do you think about it? So right. in the movie, there is, uh, what did I say? It was at Mark 125 of the mm-hmm, trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Steppenwolf is talking, um, and he says the words, there's no protectors, and then it shoots to, I think, Aquaman swimming around. around. And then he says the words, there are no lanterns. And it shoots to Cyborg, I, I believe. Yes, I think so. So this bum, 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 genuinely expresses the idea that there are lanterns in this DC universe. DC universe, Green Lanterns. And does it have any effect on this movie per se, or do you think it's more of a situational thing to set up the idea down the road? I no, I don't think it has anything to do with this movie. I don't okay. think it affects this movie at all. Um, I do think. It means that there's other people to find, right. and I think that that's a key for Batman and Wonder Woman in fe- in future movies. So when you look at this movie at the end of Batman vs Superman and in Batman vs Superman, Batman apparently has been keeping files on let's just call them metahumans. Yes, um, which was Aquaman, Cyborg, even Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and the Flash. And so at the end, at the end of BVS, Batman is basically talking to Wonder Woman. And he said. You know, we're going to recruit some people. So he these are the first three. Right. So you're like you said, this might just be an instance to where they're moving this Batman Justice League and him recruiting people. And by him saying lanterns, maybe. This just opens another door because this is something else for them to investigate to try and get help. Right. Um, it, it probably. Now, for a movie, thematically speaking, if you were making a movie, you wouldn't give a throwaway line like that. And not have it pay off somewhere. somewhere. Right. So in Justice League 2, when we know Darkseid's coming, maybe Green Lantern is the big reveal of that okay. movie. Yeah. Um, What's the timeline for Justice League 2? I have no sure. idea. I really don't. Because where we're at now is they've finished filming Justice League, and they're they're saying the next movie they're going to start filming is Shazam, ahead of 
Shazam. So that means Shazam's probably going to show up in two also. Every, they're ahead of the Batman Solo, ahead of Gotham City Sirens, ahead of... Suicide Squad 2. two ahead of, you know... Ahead of Flash, ahead of Cyborg. Okay, so... Ahead that, of Wonder Woman 2. Right, right, so that was a very... That was a very um, easy... Not easy, but that was a very easy... Yeah, that was a very easy uh, tale to see. They, yeah. they said the word lantern. They admitted it. They, used they admitted it. lanterns there has existed. To be a the papers. Right. Now, the next one is, is not as subtle. Um, and it was um, shortly after that in the trailer, you have Bruce Wayne looking out a window, looking out a window, maybe a hologram. Maybe he's looking at his computer screen and you see a red cape, which you imagine would be Superman. But then as the cape goes away, you see it in a very split second. Yeah. And it's legs of a the- Kryptonian. You have to say it's a Kryptonian. But they're very female-looking legs, yeah. not Superman legs. This, I'm not sure what, I don't know where they're going with this. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this. You would, yeah. you would seem that it means that maybe Bruce Wayne now knows that there's another super-type person. Like Kryptonian super, somewhere like on the Supergirl, planet? Supergirl, maybe on the planet somewhere. Um, um, but it was it was so, it was such a quick and fast thing in the trailer. You probably didn't even catch it. Right. Not until you read about it or hear this on this awesome show and then you see a slowed down version of it you probably couldn't even tell so i'm not quite sure what they're doing there maybe it was just a mistake i don't know but yeah it's and we, something worth at least creating a conversation about and as we were getting ready uh we were kind of flipping through and trying to find i was looking through the imdb there's no one cast in this mm-hmm. movie of the kind of relevance you would expect that they would then turn around and say this person's going to be Supergirl. Right, and it could be a situation to where because all you see is legs, maybe they just didn't cast anybody. Maybe they don't cast anybody at all? At all. Right. I mean, because you do go back and look at Batman vs. Superman, and they did cast a Barbara Gordon yes. um, and didn't even use her. Right, you're right. That character wound up getting edited out of the mm-hmm. film. Um, Jenna Malone? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they also, well, and that's happened before too. In Amazing Spider-Man Two, uh, there was Jane? there was an entire Mary Jane plot that got edited it out. out. It took out. Um, so no, I mean that is you're right. That happens. Um, but again, I don't that know. Scene what... may not even show up in the movie. <laughs> right. Well, and it might be. It, this might be a great throwaway scene at the end of the movie. You know, it could be. We never know. And that's right. So coming out of this trailer, you say it doesn't excite you to see the no, movie. It doesn't yeah, show anything new. This throwaway thing and then the lantern mention um, are definitely going to be two things I'm going to be looking for in the movie to see if it actually Does grows anything. and develops anything or if it was just throwaway stuff. Right. I'm really interested in what Green Lantern they'll use because they have a lot of options. They do have a lot of options. I hope they go John Stewart. Uh, right. I actually think... Or Kyle Rayner. I uh, so, okay. I Guy think Gardner. they're going to go Kyle Rayner here, and I think the Green Lantern origin story will be Justice League 2. Maybe so. I think Abin Sur uh, comes to Earth to try and help. I think Abin Sur dies in our galaxy trying to stop Darkseid. And the ring finds a new hero as Darkseid's invading Earth. Right. And so then Kyle Rayner shows up and saves the day. That could be it. I think that's I think that's Justice League 2. So, so real Especially quick. because Kyle Rayner is one of the most powerful Green Lanterns. Ever. Yeah. So real quick, as we, we got a few more minutes in this segment, uh, DC News. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, trailers and stuff that came out for like Supergirl 3, Season 3, The Flash new season, the new Green Arrow season. Uh, But two things that really struck me is A, they finally gave a name to the Flash movie and they call it Flashpoint. Not a coming of age story. Not a coming of age story. I actually like this better than the coming of age story. Um, The other thing we talk about on the show is uh, the uh, Young Justice 3. 
They gave Young Justice 3 a title for the season. Uh, they're calling it Outlaws, right? You know Outsiders. Outsiders. Um, they did unveil in their... That's They did awesome. like a, a character sweep, and there was a new character that hasn't been there before. Um, oh, I missed that. I'll have to they, check that uh, out. They assume that it's uh, the character 13. Um, her, you can read all about her. Read, read about her on comic, yeah, I don't know who 13 or, is. comic book resources. Um, wow. her, her, dad know like, someone is? her dad was like a scientist or something. Oh, oh, the, uh, Brainiac 13 then. Not Brainiac 13. We'll talk about it all. Yeah, there. okay. Uh, but in the big character scope, uh, there were some notable characters left off, such as like Aqualad. Oh, wow. Um, He's so cool. He wasn't on the, the character skips there. And there was two more. There was uh, Miss Martian was not there as well, nor Superboy. So that's interesting. Three uh, of the key old cast. Well, they're probably at this point they're probably Justice Leaguers. If three is a continuation of the storyline from two, two jumped five years ahead. Yeah. So basically, those someone, three were essentially minor league Justice Leaguers at that point. They're probably right. full time Justice Leaguers. Yeah. Someone asked. Yeah, that's uh, true. Someone that's a fair point. someone asked. I guess the the creator did an interview or one of the guys writing. He was like, "Listen, we're developing the story. Like these people have been in this universe, right? And they've." developed and they've grown as characters and like not saying we won't see those three in the show but you know maybe they've grown in a different direction so it's kind of cool i mean it, it they've got some new costumes like kid flash is a new costume i'm gonna have to uh, check that out yeah it looks really cool like i'm i am uh this is probably the thing i'm most excited that came out but real of, quick before we get out of here let me say this i think it's a mistake to do a flashpoint paradox movie you do Welcome. yeah uh because if you do flashpoint you there's nowhere to go from it's a reset. Flat, the whole point of the Flashpoint was to reset the DC Comics universe. Right. This is a time travel story like Days of Future Past in the X-Men universe. Now they, and coming out of that, they changed the X-Men universe. There's a lot of talk that um, possibly gonna re- Affleck yeah. might come out of Batman. So maybe if Flashpoint comes after Justice League 2 and you can reset some things, you never know what's going to happen. You can do a new Batman. But see, that doesn't make sense because... Nothing makes sense that DC does. Are you kidding me? No, right. it doesn't. But if you're resetting a universe and you're saying, oh, it's a different Bruce Wayne, it would still look like Bruce Wayne. So right. it would still be Ben Affleck. Maybe they know. put a different br- person on the cow. Who knows? It's no longer Bruce Let's Wayne. jump out to right. a break over here real quick. And uh, when we come back, we'll get into what Marvel did during San Diego Comic-Con. You're listening to Nerd Click Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Look at this. I'm just... Hey, guys. It's the unlocally famous Joey Savage with Nerd Thug Radio. You know that. You're listening to the show. I want to talk about my friends over at Wild Thing Restaurant, 1488 I-45. They have the hottest girls, the coldest beer, the best food in all of Conroe. Get on down there. See the girls dressed up in them short blue jean shorts, them cowboy boots. They're going to treat you real nice. Ask for our girl Rocky when you're there. She'll take care of you. Just tell her Nerd Thug Radio sent you. That's Wild Thing Restaurant, I-45, 1488. Best scenery in town. It's like a sick Thundercat. Welcome. <laughs> that is awesome. Lion A.O. Welcome back to Nerds on Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Lion O.D.L.G. Yeah, we're in the middle of talking about the awesome International Comic Con that went down over this weekend. You just give it the wrong names every time. What's it called? San Diego Comic Con. It's not called San Diego Comic Con. Why is it not called? What do you mean? It's SDCC. Yeah, but the real honest name, I believe, is International Comic Con. Is that true? Let's look it up. I'm, I will. I think she, that you know sounds I like a falsehood. I think it's Comic Con International. Oh, you might be right about is that. It's actually what it's called. It you just m- happens to be in San Diego. They renew themselves there every year. Mm, fair I point. I think you, you might be right about that name. I'm pretty sure I am. Go ahead. Look it up while I talk. So last night when we talked about what DC's got going on, uh, some Flash news, some Justice League stuff. 
um, Young Justice news. Uh, Young so this se- this segment, we're gonna um, talk a little bit about what Marvel had going on with themselves. Yeah, uh, it's, it's technically Comic Con International colon San, San Diego. Diego. Right. Yeah. So they just renewed their their bid with San Diego. I yeah, think. actually, they almost lost it about mm-hmm. two years ago. So that they, is true. They renewed it again. Um, so Marvel has some stuff going on. Before we get into what happened at Comic Con International, <laughs> um, the weekend before at D twenty three, it was announced. Yeah, this is a big deal for the Avengers movie that you will be seeing Thanos's kids. The was it the Black Order? Yeah. So that's actually they're not really they're not his kids in but the comic they books. Are they're his not kids. his kids in the movie. They will be his kids. Right. Uh, the Black Order in the comic books. Uh, recently, it was called I think just Infinity. And it was a two-part story. Uh, Thanos went on, uh, was basically told by a seer of the future that he believes that he, one of his children will murder him. So he, he only has one actual kid. Is that Thane? No, no, no. He had he had hundreds okay. of kids. Well, I mean, I know they say Gamora and Nebula are his kids. But no, 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 no. Kids. He actually had hundreds of okay. kids in the comic books. And so what he does, though, is he raises an army, and he just goes around conquering every world that has any of his children, finding that child and murdering it. So that they can't kill him later. Right. So he's been rolling through like an old Greek icon or titan of some kind. Oh, cool. Actually, I believe oh, get it. he is a titan. Correct. He is the mad titan Thanos. And I believe that's actually the origin story of Kronos in the Greek titan. He was told that one of his children would kill him. Right. So every time his wife would give birth, he would eat the child. Yeah. And then eventually the Greek gods like sprung out of him whole. Well, uh, Zeus uh, was kept hidden. Right. Zeus was kept hidden and he went in and got the other kids Man, from inside really, of Titan. I really, really, really dig Greek mythology. It's crazy, it's right? so good. So Thanos goes, he raises the Black Order. They're his generals. So they're going to be his kids in this movie. Right. Uh, you got characters like Ebony Maw, Proxima Midnight, Corvus Glaive. I'm missing one. Black Dwarf. Black Dwarf. They are um, some really, these are really cool characters. So Ebony Maw is like a talker. And so in the comic books, by that what I mean is he actually uses the art of like Persuasion. Persuasion and deception verbally as a skill. Right. Uh, and he it's actually, like Depp. right by himself, yeah, sort of, right by himself, he actually shuts down Doctor Strange one-on-one. So the Sorcerer Supreme of entire reality and Ebony Maw, they have like this, like, Ebony Maw just starts whispering in Doctor Strange's ear and Doctor Strange can't focus on anything anymore. Speaking of Sorcerer Supreme, you want to hear something cool about Marvel Legacy? Yeah. So Marvel Legacy is the next step. Um, Marvel's going. Okay. Um, in Marvel Legacy, as it comes or whatever, at some point, Doctor Strange will no longer be Sorcerer Supreme, and it will be Loki will be Sorcerer Supreme. Whoa. So there's, mm-hmm. a, there, there's a book that they're doing, a series, I guess, where Doctor Strange is now Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme no more, and he's trying to regain it. Just sounds awesome. That does sound That's that cool. sounds great. Now, I hate to be the, the, the poop puppy here, uh, but this this will be like the fifth time in a storyline that Doctor Strange yeah, is no longer right. Sorcerer Supreme. But now it's Loki. But I do like the idea that it's Loki. I, I just like the idea that they they've gone on this journey. I mean, it happens sometimes. Um, so so the Avengers and the might, world's mightiest heroes, besides just fighting Thanos, they're gonna have some other uh, big bads to deal with. And also, they're giving Thanos another new series coming out in Marvel Legacy. So they're, yes. they're kind of doing yeah. Thanos big. Uh, on top of that, though, here at a uh, Comic-Con International. Um, everyone knows there's been a Captain Marvel movie coming out. Yes, We've known Alison that. Brie. Alison Brie has been cast as Captain Marvel. Supposedly she's going to be in, a, in Infinity War. Um, or Infinity War 2. I can't remember which one. Is she going to no, be in I Infinity War? No, I believe she's supposed to be okay. in Avengers Infinity War. And then her movie comes out afterwards. So yes. 
But no news has been released on this this uh, movie until now. Yeah, and I think this is oh, really interesting news. news. So go ahead, Corey DLG. Tell us um, what they have announced for this Captain Marvel So movie. what they've announced here is that this is actually going to be based in the 90s. Crazy. Uh, so this is before Iron Man. This is before any all of, it. of it. Iron Man. Well, no, it's not before Captain America, obviously. No, obviously not. Uh, but so it's going to also feature Nick Fury with two eyes. Two good eyes. Ooh. Yeah, and... The scrolls, maybe a scroll invasion. The scroll kill crew. Here's their they, they debut. Now, here's actually, you know what? Just as I say that out loud, you know what's interesting about that? What the scrolls technically, I think, would belong to Fantastic Four. You would there think. must have been another horse trade somewhere. Maybe the, the other thing that 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 trips me out, I think, though, if you look at what they've had so far with the timeline, Iron Man went first. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the movie Iron Man came out, there was no real. Um, news or no one really knew anything about any uh superpower beings right 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 uh, there was shield obviously that was yeah, already shield already, already existed uh you did have the captain america stuff mm-hmm. and the actually you know what Peggy if you Carter. remember if you remember during iron man shield didn't exist they were still calling it strategic homeland intervention uh, enforcement logistics division which is shield. How do you feel about that? Which is shield. But they hadn't named it shield yet. So if they haven't named it shield yet, you well, could almost well, say it maybe didn't exist. Well, well, they did name it shield. So Nick I mean, Fury. That seems like a pretty basic they did, acronym. Darren, like Fury, Peggy Carter, Agent of Carter, like they, they named it shield almost. They oh, talk, you're right. They, they kind of screw it. that up. But what, I, what I'm getting at is. That was SSI, right? Yeah. What, I, what I'm getting at, though, is how do you have this big global, like if it's the scrolls, it's got to be some kind of global with Nick Fury. and then Maybe not. Allison Bree. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a yeah. scroll scout ship. How did it, yeah, who knows, but like, how did it stay so hush-hush that no one else knew well, about Well, Nick, it? I think the answer is if Nick Fury's involved. Right. So it's going to be exciting. Like, I really like the scrolls, uh, the scroll invasion. Right, um, right. As told by Corey DLG on the next book we release, <laughs> audiobook is super awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, so it's going to play some good stuff and then how it ties, you know, how it ties in where she's, if it's in the 90s, she's been gone this whole time. Right. So what's, where did she go? Yeah. So my my first thought we'll get, is we'll get, well, hold on we'll get a, okay. a hint oh. during Infinity War where right. she shows up and then you're like man okay well where has she been and then after that movie you're gonna come back to this I'm like oh this is where she's been so what this if she, is what happened you know what I'm kind of having some other thoughts here I know I what if she mind. what if she goes into the Soul Gym and everyone's no one knows what the Soul Gym is right no so what if she comes out of the Soul Gym maybe during Infinity War or what we said before was that she goes into space uh-huh. and then she returns from space during Infinity War. Um, the only thing about that, though, if she's been in space, don't you think within two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, no. someone would have known about her? No, uh, space is so big. Right, like, it's a big place, and there's other Earthers. I mean, they don't they don't act like Peter Quill's the only human they've ever seen. No one's ever surprised. He's a halfling. Well, but they don't know. Well, right. only some people know that. Right. So, I mean, people aren't ever like, "What are you?" Right. So, I plus mean, she, it, plus she got superpowers. So I mean, right. No, I, you know what? Like, she could have been just hanging out this whole time in space. But didn't she get her powers from the Kree? In the comic books, yes. So that's She a is weird. altered by some sort of Kree ray because apparently she has some Kree DNA in her already. Yeah, and they've already kind of used the Kree within human stuff, so you couldn't go that route. So maybe she gets her powers from the Skrulls. Well, no. Oh, well, they could use, actually, you know what they could use is the blue dude from S.H.I.E.L.D. The blue dude. From the Agents of Shield show, this could explain where the blue dude comes from. Oh, the oh yeah, the one they find, the one that they use to fix Agent. Uh, Car- the one they the Colson. Yeah, Colson. Yeah, that's true. 
This Whoa, could, blow my mind now. This, this is I yeah. can't wait. This could solve the blue dude story. Although they are although the they, blue dude story. Although uh, Marvel now. TV and the Marvel Studios are not happy with one another, and so I don't know if that'll happen. No, that's not necessarily true. No, the, I, I read the, that. the two directors, the two people running each one, yeah, they're not happy with each other because the guy who who wanted the Inhumans movie, he basically lost his little battle to get it. Right. That's why it's going to be a TV show now. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't. Okay, so we don't have a okay. We don't have a whole lot of time. Okay, We've got a few more things we have to get to. All right, what do you got? What do you um, got? They renewed um, Iron Fist for a season two on Netflix. That on was Netflix. the only one that was kind of questionable. They also have said that uh, the Defenders movie kind of finishes some of what we saw coming on in Iron Fist. So that'll be interesting. That comes out here like in less than a month now, I think, on Netflix. Gosh, I'm so excited. Um, and then on the Fox side of it, whoa! On the Fox side of it, whoa! Um, Fox is interested, and they're looking at the possibility of doing a Fantastic Four spinoff movie focusing on Franklin Richards, which is Reed Richards and Sue Richards. Also known as God. Kid. Actually, you know, uh, I just thought about this when you said that to yes. me this time. That's actually also the name of her father. Right. Ooh, um, plot twist. It's about her father. But yeah, they're looking at developing maybe a teen movie based on the Richards kids. We'll see. Uh, Franklin Richards was a time traveler, too. Right, so who knows? Right. And then also, oh uh, your boy that did the uh, Fargo show. Ah, man, Fargo is so good. There's something else he did in Legion. Marvel. Legion, yeah, he does he Legion, Legion, too. I haven't watched Legion. I need Legion to watch Legion. Legion's really good. I like it. We talked about this before. Um, he is. He made the announcement that he is, I think it was at the Legion panel, that he is apparently writing and developing a Doctor Doom movie. I think that would be huge. Oh, I think that would be so amazing. Doctor that would be Doom amazing. needs it, man. He needs it. it. This guy does such a good job storytelling on the Fargo stuff. I, there's no telling what kind of Doom movie right. he would make. There was no telling. I would, yes. Make he already, Zoom, make he has my $10 right now. Right now. I haven't even seen it. I don't right. know what it's about. I don't even I know, know who he's cast. I just I don't know even, we're going to doesn't matter. We're going $10. to Latveria. And this Latveria, Doom, done. $10. He's already got it. Yeah, we're we're in on that. He could call it. He could call it Fargo colon Latveria, and I would still pay him ten dollars. <laughs> you, you still watch it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I okay. believe that. Go to now, my little recline, reclining chairs quick, theater. Also, real quick, have you seen the new Inhumans trailer? I have. It doesn't make it any better. See what I've what I've read. I've read reviews on it. Uh, numerous reviews, reviews of the trailer. Right, and what a lot of people that I have heard said: if this would have been the first trailer that came out, they would have been way more interested than the one they put out. This Originally. one, this one's better than the first trailer. It shows some power usage, makes everything feel a little bit more believable. But it's, the hair looks a little better. No, I, I that I that part I disagree with. I when disagree. she uses the hair to grab, I delightfully disagree with you. Sir. When she uses her hair to grab uh, Ramsey Ramsey Bolton Maximus, I I immediately was like, this is terrible. This is the worst hair ever on the planet. You're the worst hair ever. Um, Lockjaw looks awesome. Yeah, he does. They should just do a Lockjaw show. <laughs> right? Like I would watch that Pet- probably. <laughs> I'd be way happier if Pet it was Avengers. just a Lockjaw show. Yeah. Lockjaw goes to Colorado. Pet Lockjaw Avengers. goes to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, just and teleports Lockjaw everywhere. Goes... It's just a travel show. Yeah. <laughs> and Lockjaw goes to break. And so will we. You listen to Nerd Thug Radio. Come back. We're gonna get into our weekly top three. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Thumbs up. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny, they've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great-to-go-to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. 
Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am uh, the Captain Joey Savage. Core DLG. Nico DLG. We're halfway through today's show. Thanks for sticking around with us this whole time. And it means that we are at our weekly top three. Okay, here we go. Now we're famous locally, so we're just jokingly telling our story, doing what we do vocally. I just like to have fun, be little. This is so fast, I can't keep up with it, Bo. So here we go. It's the weekly top three. We're doing people we used to look up to, celebrities, people we enjoyed, people we liked, people we expected better from than I. So let's have some fun. Nico going first. It's going to be the worst. That's why we have him do it first. Boom. Internet assassin. Why are you laughing? Way to go, Corey. That was yeah. good, man. That was fast. That was I was unprepared for that. Too sweet. No, we did too oh, sweet. Oh, too sweet. Too sweet. I like to do awkwardly now. Yeah. I now awkwardly do things to people. Uh, yeah, and they go fist like I just grab the whole thing, shake it up and down. Fist to fist. Whoa. So uh, this week Saturday weekly, night. <laughs> for the weekly top three, um, we are listing three celebrities. I mean, I guess they could be comic book heroes if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, if you want I didn't. Just uh, three people that you, as a kid, you looked up to. And so, Nico? Right here. I got thought of this one all day yeah. as soon as I saw that message. So, Which like, was three like, hours. <laughs> yeah, three right. hours ago. Right. All right, Nico, give us your number three. All right, here we go. The Iron Giant. I know. That is 100% <laughs> accurate. That is by no stretch false. He... I uh, watched that movie at least 20 million times. Yes. So, uh, I will never forget this. It was a cassette. And Dad had bought these cheap VCRs. That played movies but didn't rewind movies. Oh, yeah. They were like $10 instead of $30. So he bought one for every room in the house, even rooms without TVs. Nice. Because he was essentially like, what if one day we get TVs in these rooms? And in my head, it was like, right, exactly. So um, anyway, there was only one VCR in the house that rewound. And literally, Nico watched The Iron Giant like a million times, like back to back to back to back to back. So, okay, parents have kids now, and Netflix makes it really easy. Just replay the episode, whatever. Well, you couldn't do that back then. Yeah, so, like, it would finish, and then it'd be like, again, again. And I was like, dude, <laughs> shut up. No more. <laughs> but, like, he wanted the Iron Giant again and again and again and again. What's and your again. favorite line from that movie? Superman, and then he pulls up. <laughs> Saddest thing ever. Superman. Again, again, again. Right, over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, and, and, then, and then rewatching that scene, like later on, I realized how really sad that is because everyone was just like accepting their demise to a nuclear bomb. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> that movie's really messed up because the whole town is like, well, we're going to die today. Right. And, and they're the, totally the wife, fine with it. The wife looks up to the husband and she's like, should we get to a shelter? And he's like, we're not going to make it. It's right. too soon. Not going to make it. Which, and then, the and way, then they embrace waiting for the sweet. <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> right. <laughs> waiting for the shadows to be melted onto the floor. That's so depressing. It, it, it really is. It's again, really, again, again. Right. right. Over and over and over and no over and over he's got again. a crazy sick side to him. <laughs> he really, uh, I just, the movie wasn't bad. It's it's just, it's not oh, something. Oh, it wasn't? It's not something I would want to watch as a kid over and over again, again, right. again. Even as an adult, something I don't want to watch over and over and over. <laughs> oh, and over again. man. All right. Well, it takes us something a little bit more. Yeah, man. Iron Giant. It's a little more so, exciting. Uh, 
Go ahead. What else you got for? Uh, it? Just a connection to a Vin Diesel, I guess. Right. <laughs> if you wanted to go That's actor. Sh- okay. Very Little cool. did you know that he would become like the most important voice actor in your life. Right. right. <laughs> like Iron Groot. Giant and Groot. Like, can I you like think Groot. of right? Yeah. It's all I over now. Do you think he did? Did he? Did they ever say? Did he do the voice work for the second one? I think so. Oh, for the the baby? Yeah. No. So. You pretty much had like a one movie gig yeah, out of so. just saying I am Groot. Yeah, and, and like, recorded it like three times. No, he, right. he no. recorded it in every single language. Right, he recorded it in like 30 languages. All right. Yo soy Groot. Right, I mean, I guess it's, it's pretty easy to learn <laughs> one sentence. Yeah, in, yeah I mean, that's true. 79 languages. And then, right. But then they would be like, do it sad. Do I it loud. I am Groot. <laughs> Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take us, Corey. What's your number three? Okay. So I obviously broke the laws of physics, and I did pairs for my threes. Wow. But they're about things that were kind of bunched together. Um, and it's, it makes sense in my head. Uh, so anyway, the number three, I have this very distinct period of time in my life that I recall very vividly where uh, I was kind of just figuring out uh, that even at a young age, you could do like— You could walk? Like you could do big things, crazy things. Like in my head— I don't know why, but I always thought, like, if you're a kid, you're a kid. That's what you are. Kids can only do what kids can do. Um, but but then I discovered these two artists, and actually specifically, uh, I have my grandma to thank for this, uh, Leanne Rimes and Charlotte Church. And it's like the same time period, and it kind of blew my mind. Corey's going Leanne Rimes on us. Yeah, it, it just blew my mind, because I remember being, like, 11 and 12, and Leanne Rimes' Blue comes out, right. where she's covering Patsy Cline's famous song. And then Charlotte Church was an opera singer. And she was like 13. And I was like, wait, so these people have like albums and they're famous. Right. And they're going to be on the radio. And they're as old as I am. you never seen like Blank Check or Baby's Day Out or well, but they, Home they, Alone? They were movies. They didn't feel, they don't feel real. So like that's when it really dawned on me that like. Not real, man. Right. That's like all of a sudden it was like, man, like anybody can do anything. Like there's no rules. I could do like, anything. Like the entire time you're growing up, right, there's rules. Everyone's like, this is what you do. This is what you right, do. Right, this is right, how right. you can do it. This is what it takes to do this. This is what it takes to do that. But really, none of that's true. Like, if you're just really talented, you immediately get to go to the front of the line and be famous. Yeah, it's true. So, like, that's really the first time I figured that out was those two those two artists. That was, like, a weird period where those I was— Those two combining. Right. It was just this weird moment where I was like, man, it's really blowing my mind that, like, you can be famous for all this different stuff, too, because, like, an opera singer or a country music singer or— like, and then all of a sudden it was just like anything. Like my I mind can, was like, I can, I can do, do anything. anything. I can be famous I for anything. I can do anything. You can do And then it was just trying to figure out like, how do I turn into a dragon? Because that's what I, <laughs> that's like still what I wanted to do that's at 12. That's the next step, right? Right. I, at 12, I was like, I'll just be the coolest dragon ever. And then I was like, how do I do that? And then I was yeah. like, oh, you can't. There's no, no, become a that's dragon. one of the things you actually can't do. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so just the idea that those people could be famous even at 13. Right, right. It just kind of blew my mind. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, like, everyone else, you guys are just looking at me, but, like, I don't know. It just blew my mind. Oh, man. That, like, wait, so people can just be famous at any time? And then the they next— They don't have to be adults? Right. And so the next person like that to me was LeBron James, because we were graduating high school at that time, and he's a year under us. Right. And he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16. So, like, the entire time I'm learning about journalism and writing and that whole world, like, he's integrated into all of it. Yeah. And, and he's— I was, Younger than us. Right. He's a year younger and than us. only 18. Right. And you got to think, he's probably a billionaire right now. Yeah. He's got to be he's gotta be real close if he's not. Crazy, right? It's just, it just blows no, my he's mind. He's a billionaire. He's got it. Uh, no, he's, they, they would announce. They'll announce it when he makes it. 
You don't think he's made him? He's not worth a billion dollars. No, not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Getting he, close. He's getting close. He's probably getting in that close. seven to eight hundred million range. He did get a fat check from Beats when they sold out. Right, because he, he does a lot of like wise investing. Yeah. Uh, he stopped endorsing companies that don't let him invest in them, and now he only endorses things that give him a piece of the pie. Right, that's smart. Right, so it's like super a, smart. There's a pizza and chain now. He didn't go to college to learn that. Nope. There's a pizza chain now that he right, talks right, about, right. and it's because he basically bought in at the ground floor. Yeah, that's all he talks about. Right. So my number three is. Uh, He's only my number three because it was uh, a very short uh, span. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's basically, you know, I'm, I'm I'm going from fifth grade, so we're like what eleven, probably the same age as you. Yeah, yeah. And we're kind of you're transitioning from being a kid to to being a preteen, I guess. Start, starting to notice things. Right. And so, um, Tupac Shakur was my number three. Okay. All right. Like you know, I mean, I I grew up predominantly listening to just country music. So that's all. That's all I was allowed to listen to as a kid. And then all of a sudden, don't you know, forget the gospel, right? And uh, right, and so then you know, I, I, someone at school introduced me to this, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, this guy's super talented, and and he's saying things like, man, maybe I should challenge what I've I've known my whole life or think for myself, right? And, like that's uh, that's middle school, right? Like right. you start to get into middle school, and all of a sudden you start to learn. I can think for my not, not that I couldn't think for myself, but like. When you're a kid, you're very, you're very. Uh, you don't realize you're limited, right? So you 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 feel how you feel because they've taught you that, right. and so you understand what they've taught you. And we weren't dumb kids, but no. you just you don't think to look past the fence, right? And then all of a sudden, here's this guy, and it's rap music. It's so awesome. That was one of the coolest things about middle school was learning that there were other people who didn't experience what you experienced, right? Like I remember, I don't remember who it was now, but one of my friends, they they were just surprised that not everybody had maids. Like they didn't understand, right. like they like, and I was like, a what? A maid? What, what, what are you talking about? about? I right. a trailer. Right. Like, what's going on? <laughs> we burn our trash. <laughs> you mean everyone doesn't burn their trash? Right. I, can't what get the, is this? I can't get a pickup truck to come take our trash. What is these? You have a maid. But yeah, man, Tupac, he, he really, you know, and it's going to sound corny because I'm this white kid from, you know. Nah, man. You know what? Park, Tupac would have appreciated it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, kind of like made me realize I could challenge you know what someone's t- telling me like right i don't have to believe everything right you you have the ability to find out for and the yourself. world is bigger than than what we've learned so what far I, what i learned so far and that yeah absolutely middle school is when you start to kind of look and start to kind of want to you start to start to wonder what you don't know and, he pr- and like honestly like reading his writings because then i then i just immerse myself in everything like, right everything you know, his biography and like his music and his like i would i would read his lyrics as opposed to just listening to the music and he probably influenced me more than my other two, but it was at a very, you know, early age. I was, yeah. Well, I mean, I was at this point. I'm, I'm not really a kid anymore. Right. And so he has to hold on to the number three spot. That's fair, Nico. You got like a minute. Can you do your two? Yeah, it's just Brendan Fraser because I love the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Fraser. All right, Favorite man. That actor. guy has fallen on some seriously hard times. I know. Right? He was a Jet Joe. He was, and that's probably the last thing he's ever been in. No, that's not true. He's been in some other stuff. It's been like really small dramatic roles, though. Yeah. Uh, Crash. He plays the mayor in Crash. There's a bunch of people like if you think back to the early, not early, the late '90s, early 2000s. Like there was there was a supposed to be the second coming into like the Rat Pack or whatever. Right, right, right. And they just we talked about this last week, I think. But the, a lot of them it. handled it better than him, though. Like oh, Brendan yeah. Fraser. You know, now they actually do articles about how how broken sad he is now. Right. And they never post flattering photos. He's always balding in them. Like, no one ever is just like, hey, Brendan, you want to fix your hair? We're going to take a photo. No. Like, Stay no. just like they that guy. They purposely do, like, the bad look ambush. He's in his right. sweats, so he looks really homeless Stay right like now. That guy. <laughs> That's the photo they print and publish of him. Poor Brendan Fraser. Poor Brendan How the mighty Fraser. have fallen. How right. the mighty and have fallen. Seriously, it's a guy who probably saw over $100 million roll favorite, through his bank What's account. your favorite Brendan Fraser movie? 
Yeah, the mummies. Oh man, I yeah, like man. Encino man. I loved that movie as a kid, man. As a kid, I loved it. Him but, and Polly Shore. But Ooh, the mummy wee. is still good to me. I was uh, never into the mummy movies. Rachel was Wise was just so beautiful back then to me. Like her, know. like almond eyes. I really had a thing for that back then. I still I, do, honestly. I was never, <laughs> I was never into the mummy. But Encino Man, it's a whole different ball game. I just really liked Polly Shore when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I liked about the mummy? And I know we're getting out of here on this. They were very in love. Like Brendan Fraser and Rachel Wise, their uh-huh. characters, even after they have the kid. They're still like heavy making out right. every time they almost die. I don't know. When I was a kid, I was like, that seems really nice. Like that seems like, yeah, I want that family. <laughs> like, I don't know. I really like, I liked that in those movies. Let's jump out to break. When we get back, we'll wrap up these uh, top threes. Ow, ow, Nerd Duck Radio. Hey guys, Nico DLG here. And Conroe's got a new bar in town. Wild thing. They're a rustic saloon with all American charm located right at FM 1488 and I-45 with a welcoming ambience and atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. Wild Thing has over 70 televisions, regularly airing local and nationally televised sporting events, as well as the daily specials and pricing. Wild Thing Bar and Restaurant is easy on the eyes. This is Elle Graves, cosplayer slash prop maker, and I like puppies. This is Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I feel like I'm running out of the tunnel in the Texans game right now. Am I on a four-wheeler? Yeah, you are. I am four Yeah, I'm running behind you, like, trying to chase you down. Right, because I stole it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And we're in super trouble. Oh. Uh, probably not even the worst we've been in, though. <laughs> no, not at all. No. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Stations. And worldwide at. IRLoneStar.com. We are right in the middle of our weekly top three, where we are listing uh, influential people. In our childhood, uh, Nico's was the Iron Giant and Brendan Fraser. Yep. Like, uh, that says so much about him. Like, so it, many questions have just perfectly. been answered. But it fits perfectly. It really does. It does. And uh, DLG ended up with a duo at his number three. That's right. Leanne Rhymes and Charlotte Church. Mine was Tupac Shakur. And uh, so now. We uh, are, we're all over the place with this thing. Corey, let's get into your number two. All right. So, again, it's another pair. And it's it's actually, you know, it's, uh, we really could I could have tied this in with yours, talking about Tupac. So in middle school, same thing. Very first CD I ever owned is Alanis Morissette. And that and Elvis from my grandfather at the same time really kind of introduced music to me and kind of changed my realizations about music. Because up until that point, you're right. Like growing up, uh, it's, it's, it's all country music, gospel, right. opera, obviously. Uh, like it's all the classical stuff because that's what our our families were big on that right, stuff right. back growing up. Garth Brooks for a long time was the only artist I knew by name. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, uh, but so Alanis Morissette that Jagged Little Pill album, which wound up selling like a bajillion yeah. copies. Um, it was it was very raw to me lyrically because at that time that's so much different than country music. Right. What she's talking about and those songs. They don't talk about in country music. No, not at all. And then Elvis, because it was the music was fun to listen to right, at right. that age. And then the older I get and the more I learn, the more I realize how much he changed music with yeah. those same songs. Like those right. songs when they played them initially were a big deal. Yeah, right. And so like it's just it's really that's kind of where I start musically. That's my foundation. And it goes everywhere from there. Every everywhere. Rap and, and everything else. But at the beginning that's where it starts for me. Alanis Morissette and Elvis Presley. Alanis Morissette and Elvis Presley. That's not bad. 
No, I mean, it was... Elvis was a big deal. It, he was. Like, people kind of, like, hack on him. Not hack on him, but you see all the impersonators in Vegas and stuff, and it's almost kind of what he's turned into at right. this age, but that dude changed everything. Changed all of it. He flipped the script on everybody. Changed all of it. The first, like, real American superstar. Right. I mean, you look at the Graceland compound, the fact that he had his own jet. Mm-hmm. He had, like, a waterfall in a room where he would hang out and write music. Right. Like, inside his house. That's crazy. Like, how baller is that? Because that's before, like, cribs. Yeah. That's before, like, giant king-size beds. Like, Mind blow, man. Like, it's, Mind it's, blow. It's weird to think of all the things he did before anyone else. Right. No, that's uh, true. The marketing, the movies. Yeah. I mean, just... He, he started it, man. He did. He did. And so, yeah, it's... And the older we get and the more we learn about history and what music sounded like right before him mm-hmm. and right after him, I mean, is it nine day? Nine, nine day. day. He changed the game. And people who came on TV and danced. Right. Remember, remember, okay, do this. Think about this. When they, when Elvis Presley came on TV in 1950, they weren't going to air him from the waist down. Right. Because it was obscene. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward. It was just forward, like the Grand Ole Opry was all they put on TV back then, I think. Fast forward 60 years, oh. and Miley Cyrus dry humps Robin Thicke on stage at the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. Like, what he, just by being Elvis, changed, changed things. Changed the game up. Because everyone was like, well, you have to show the lower half of Elvis because he's such a great dancer. Right. And it drives the ladies crazy. So it's, it, that, that's, that's number two. My number two, and this is just because it's my, it was my sports hero growing up. Oh, okay. The quarterback of the Houston Oilers, <laughs> the Warren Moon. <laughs> I don't know what it was about this guy, man. But as a kid, I loved Warren Moon. He was just so different. Like, as a running quarterback, and right. a, a black quarterback on top of that, and not, you know, your typical, let's just stay in the pocket, white guy. No, he definitely played a different version, the run and, and shoot. The run and shoot. It right. was just awesome. And, uh. I'm I'm really embarrassed to say this, but at the time I vividly remember loving Chris Chandler more, <laughs> you're so, the backup quarterback. You're wrong I with just you. vividly remember like when I would play the Tecmo game, yeah. I would take Warren Moon out and put in Chris Chandler. Really? Yeah. I don't know why now. Like now as an adult, I'm like, obviously that's stupid. A mobile quarterback is way better. Way better. <laughs> but at the time, I just remember being like, Chris Chandler is far superior to Warren. Moon. He wound up having a good career of his own. He went. I think he started for the Falcons for many years. But it just it sticks in my head that like for some reason when I was young, Chris Chandler was my option. Over Warren Moon, man, I love me some Warren Moon. <laughs> Nico, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is oh god, I forget his name because uh, I, I never really remembered his name. I just know his band Cake. Oh, uh, John Mc McCrea? I don't know. It's two C's there. Yeah, McCrea. McCrea. Um, I don't know. It was just a, a band that I discovered. Um, kind of when I was younger, and I just really liked their sound because they were so different because I listened to the radio my entire life, and they were just so far out there. It, you know, was just like, it was just so interesting to me, and I was like, you can do so much more. Right. You know you know what's funny, though, growing up? So Cake did have its day on the radio. It's just way before your time. Right. They also were played perpetually alongside another band called Beck. Yeah. And forever I in like my Beck. head, I don't know the difference between the two of them. <laughs> really to like me, Beck. they are both the same. That's funny. Like, is this Cake or Beck? It's, it doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, I, like Beck. I like Beck a lot. And, like, Beck has had the longer career. Yeah, yeah. But even still, when Beck songs come on, even if it's a new Beck song, I'm still like, Cake? Beck. Okay. Beck. Okay. All right. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of a funny difference in experience there. <laughs> no, yeah, it right? is. It is. Like, you're like, these guys are crazy good. And I'm like, 
these guys sound exactly like this other band. They the sound time. exactly the same. And it's funny because Beck still is around. Yeah, they are. And I don't, I don't know if Cake even. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't. I don't you, actually know. Do you know what was? Uh, well, I I can't do it. Well, we don't have time. Well, off the air, I got a story, a story to tell you though. All funny. right, cool. All right, Corey, what's your number one? Okay, so my number one, this was sort of when I discovered my talent. Okay. And people were just like, "You're always really funny. Um, you're, you're you're hilarious, Corey." But it's when you're not trying to be. Right. Okay. And so okay, all right. And so the people that I then kind of latched onto celebrity wise. Adam Sandler and Robin Williams. And like, as I sort of more and more developed my own personality, those two were always kind of like the opposite sides of the goalpost. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I want to be between between those two guys. Those two guys. You want to be between those two I guys. I want to get between those two guys. Adam Ew. Sandler and Robin. That would be a rather wealthy sandwich. It would be. Although now it would be a weird one because Robin Williams is dead. Yeah, that'd be a weird one. Um, but yeah, so that was, they were, Robin Williams obviously just to me will always be the funniest person who's probably ever even been on the planet. He's, he was hilarious. I don't think there's ever been a funnier person. And to me, the interesting thing about him is that comedically, he did it all. Mm -hmm. Like, his career, him and Richard Pryor have similar careers where they start off as stand-up comedians who then become icons. Mm -hmm. uh, but Robin Williams, more so than Richard Pryor, because Richard Pryor had such a hard, fast fall. Right. Robin Williams for, like, 30 years. I mean, when you go back and you realize... He started out as a stand-up comic in the 70s doing hour-and-a-half-long improv sets, medicated, though, but hour-and-a-half-long improv sets, turned that into a show called Mick, uh, Rick and—not uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, Mork, Mork and Mindy. Mindy. And then from there, this crazy movie career, right? Yeah. Oscar nominations. One of my favorite books, The World According to Garp, which is almost like it's an impossible movie to make because it's so boring, but it's a great book. He's in it. He's Garp. Yeah. Like, I mean— he just, uh, Patch Adams. I mean, like, he could do Miss, anything. Missed Outfire. Missed Outfire. God, that, how was that? Like, one of the most important movies, right? Ever? Right. Not really. Not really. But, like, I, Good Morning a, Vietnam. Oh, man. Like, there was just so many. He's just so iconic. And then Disney's Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, like, Bicentennial Man. Like, he. And now it, Will Smith's going to be Aladdin. I know. The genie. The genie. Yeah. So That's it, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, the genie. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, to me, I don't, like, both of them, Adam Sandler, too. He starts out as a Saturday Night Live sketch mm -hmm. person. And then, I mean, he literally did tours doing his own music, right. his own albums. He had, yeah. his, he had his own albums. He did he did, comedy he, albums. He comedy jumped on the singing albums. Right. He jumped on the Jersey Boys kind of thing. Uh, and then his movies, the Adam, he had his own production company with Lauren Michaels of yep. Saturday Night Live. And he made all these movies and has made himself into just a bajillionaire. Now he's not doing so hot in his movies. Well, he sold them to Netflix. He doesn't have to do hot. Yeah. He sold. He, he did like a three picture deal for like six hundred million dollars with those guys. Nailed it. What does he care now? Yeah, he doesn't. I don't care how these do. Yeah, these don't have to do good at all. I just have to make them. Right. right. <laughs> this is this is the one part where Netflix screws up its model. I just have to make them. Right. And don't get me wrong, Adams. It's Adam Sandler. So like you're betting big because it's gonna be good if it's good. But yeah, then like it they almost have to exist. Right. It almost doesn't matter what he turns in. Like. Right. Right. <laughs> But I yeah. say for everything up front, this was a mistake. Right. <laughs> so that's my number one. Those two combined. My number one is my all-time favorite person growing up ever. Is this? I think I know who this is. Who do you think it is? I think it's Hulk Hogan. It is. Of course it's Hulk yes. Hogan. Hulk Hogan is the greatest thing to me as a kid. And then whenever he – he was always the good guy. Eat your, right. eat your vitamins. He was the all-American hero. all-American hero, blah, blah, blah. And then as I get older and you know I start transitioning, I become a 
different person. And you start thinking that's lame. Right. And then he flips the script. Right. And becomes like Hollywood Hogan, where he's the now anti-hero. And he's even cooler and to he, you. Yeah, he is. You're like, this guy could be my dad. He could be. He might be. Mom? That would be that would be so be cool. That's not true. But. So I have I have a funny story here that I think will make this the, sure, we got a, a better wrap up. Go ahead. I had a buddy of mine. Uh and uh anyway, he had a buddy of mine. <laughs> uh, and he didn't know that his dad was good friends with Hulk Hogan. Okay. Because they convinced him when he was a kid that it wasn't Hulk Hogan. But a guy named Terry. <laughs> and that's Hulk Hogan's real name. Yeah, Terry. So they Bullier. would right. And so they would tell him, like, no, this is my buddy Terry. I, I grew up with him. Uh he, yeah. He's actually even short. Hulk Hogan's like a foot taller than him. Right. So like they convinced my buddy, like, and I went to school with this kid from kindergarten through. And so he would tell us, he's like, Yeah, my dad's friend looks just like Hulk Hogan. It is so neat. And he can even do a really good impression of him. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, is he is he Hulk Hogan? No, his name's Terry. And they he's like a foot shorter than Hulk. He didn't know. He didn't know forever that it was the whole man. I would like to been there when he found out. Right, <laughs> right, I, right. I never had that conversation with him about how he found out. But like, as I got older and I found out Hulk Hogan had a real name, and then I found out it was Terry. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's Hulk Hogan. Right. <laughs> you uh, found out before he did. <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right, let's jump out to a break with that. When we come back, we're going to get into the Nico segment. Stay with us. Oh. Isn't it funny, though? Hey, guys. Joey Savage here. Time to talk about the best place in Conroe Woodlands to play Pokemon, Dungeons and Dragons, or Heroclix. That's right. Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Located off of Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. It's your number one stop for anything gaming related. Mention Nerd Thug Radio when you walk in. They'll give you 10% off something. Buy your girlfriend something. Your daughter, your kid, your mom, your dad, or your dog, or yourself. At Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Joey Savage, my heterosexual life partner. Core DLG. Nico DLG. And we are upon the Nico DLG segment. Yeah, boy. Go ahead, Nico. What you got? That was all the lead in he gets. That's it? Yeah. Show us what you got. Show me what I you mean, got. I mean, sometimes you like tell a story. No, not today. Not, no, I'm going to let him go. Hey, guys. I'm what's going sink, on? Sink Nico DLG here. Okay. I'm going to chill live, like always. <laughs> so. uh, that's fair. You know what? That's 100% fair. If you ever come at us not live, we're going to be famous. Yeah. Right. Then this is a completely different show. This oh. is Sir No Face. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm oh, scared. Gosh. So. What you got, man? I recently started reading Saga. Oh, yeah. okay, oh cool. man! Very so yeah. I got the uh, I got the trades from Zach, and I started the first one. It's uh, insane, is it not? Uh, man, it's just wild. Like first, the first volume completely, like the first like pages. I'm just very confused, is but it, interested. Does it start with the two TV people? No, that's no. that's like that's like page like five. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know. When I first started reading, I'm reading it in bed, and I was like. Allie, look at this. What, what is going on here? She's like, what are you reading? Like, right, that's exactly. You don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening right now. Right. So it was very it was very surreal, but uh I I'm not saying I have a problem with it, but I have I have like one issue with it, and that is uh I feel like it, it draws attention away from its world when its world is so surreal. Huh. So like when I when I'm reading it, it'll bring up like a very other like point and uh, not poignant, but like kind of a kind of feels like a political issue yeah like out of almost out of the blue and it feels it kind of brings me out of it a little bit and i understand like you can you can make works of art with like political messages 
or that support your views, but I think it's not as well integrated as it should be. Um, that's just kind of a personal thing in the first. I don't know how it improves. I don't know how it goes over because I've really only read the first trade. So, I mean, that's just kind of a personal thing I'm getting out of it. But that's just kind of a thing I wanted to talk about because we've talked about it before in uh, rep, rep Music when we talked about Lupe Fiasco. Right. And, like, the integration of, like, you have a you have a statement you want to make. You have a platform with your art. Make it well. <laughs> right. Charles Campino is another one who right. starting out was saying something. Him and um, Talib Kweli yep. would say, was saying something originally and then started to kind of turn into just money rap. Right. Um yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair, although I think the more fantastic and elaborate your your creation is, mm-hmm. sometimes the better your message can be because you can make it a little bit more obvious. And by that I mean, like, if they're telling a story, like, let's say you want to say that how the U.S. government has treated Native Americans is, is wrong. Right. Uh, instead of just saying the U.S. government treats Native Americans bad, you could craft a whole story around, like, little Oompa Loompas who work in a chocolate factory. Right. And who have a bizarre relationship with the owner. And they seem to be a little bit more than employee, um, almost subservient to Willy Wonka. Just a little bit. And then it kind of starts to seem like a really good allegory. You start to realize, oh, my God, the Oompa Loompas are oppressed Indians. Um and because it's so fantastic and bizarre, it tells the story better than if it was a direct correlation, right? Like, it, like you, you feel worse for the Oompa Loompas than we as people do for the Native Americans, and it sounds right. bad out loud. It does sound bad out loud. But, but it's true, because you're like, oh, man, those poor little orange guys. Because, like, remember in the, sec- in the second, in the remake, when Johnny Depp, he actually, like, steals Oompa Loompas. Right, yeah. He captures them from somewhere and takes them back with him. And you're like, right. yeah. all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God. That's which, not nice. Which I guess actually probably is a better direct... Okay, so the remake is probably more about slavery, but the first one really felt like it was about Indians. To right, me, right. Uh, for the Oompa Loompas, at least. So that's fair. So, I mean, there's... But then, again, there's a kind of a difference between having an allegory and having a message than having... Because, I mean, you, like, you think about, like, Animal Farm. The classic, there's the Russian Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't kill pig. Right, right. exactly. Ape so, don't kill ape. Right. <laughs> Ty- tying it back. Um... But, like, I, I feel like those are very kind of subtle in the way that, like, they play out ex- identical to the situation that actually occurred. Right. In the case of the Russian Revolution, which is pretty much just, like, a one-to-one. Like, you could you could be like, here's your history lesson, just change the names. But it's about pigs. Exactly. And German Shepherd dogs are ferocious. Yes. Right. And a whole yeah, yeah. When so, I read Saga, though, to me it's just a huge, just crazy, insane story. Yeah. It's just intertwined with a bunch of different things going on and then... You know, you'll you'll read something like in the first trade, and then you won't hear about it. And all of a sudden, you're gonna get to like trade four, and then that's gonna come back. Like, oh wait a minute, I remember that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't. I'm pretty caught up on it. I think I'm only a few issues back where it's at, but I'm not. I wasn't in. Uh, I wasn't excited about it or enthralled with it because of a message it was trying to get across. It was just the elaborate story and artwork that that drew me to it. Yeah, the world is really. Big in yeah. the saga, it's huge. Yet small. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, again, first, like literally in the first like ten pages. I mean, you go to like you see like six different races. Right. And, like, there's already, there's already a backstory. There's already, and like, there's nothing. This again, this is like the one. This is the one issue that I'm having with saga currently. 
It's just that you feel like there's it, it's a bit brunt with what it's trying to say, and that it, it doesn't it doesn't eloquently move its message throughout the story. Instead, just puts it out on the text, like a character will say it. Well, yeah, but and that's that, I mean, mm, I see, I I get what you're saying, but I feel like for those two characters, it's really important, right? Because you're talking about the the main leads, the 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 protagonist, Marco right? and oh god, I can't remember, and name. the girl, right? And they're lovers, but they're two different races, and their races are at a, like a war to the death, right? And they they find each other on the battlefield, and somehow through the heat of combat, they fall immediately and madly in love, right? And the two of them now are kind of joined together because she's pregnant with his love child, and both sides now want them dead because of that. And so that is their saga. But if you're in a genocidal war to the death, your politics are going to be fairly blunt. Right. That's I a fair feel. point. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's it's a black and white issue for you. For you, you, you have to kill the other guy because they're, they're scum. They're not supposed to exist. Right. They murdered my entire family. Right. And so it's that easy for you. It's To me, it's no different. Well, no, no. Actually, to me, it's, it's, it's far better written than when, uh, don't lose it in oh. Star Wars when he's arguing with uh, Han Solo, uh, Luke Skywalker's daddy Anakin. When Anakin's arguing with Han Solo, or not, uh, Obi Wan. When Anakin's arguing with Obi Wan and the third one, and he says, "From my point of view, you're evil." Like that's the worst line in all of writing. <laughs> you're evil. That's the worst because what they're trying to do is they're trying to show like a compelling case for why Anakin goes dark. Right, right. But they really just had to murder a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, there's that's... No, there's absolutely no... Re- there's no... You, can, you can't build sympathy for a character. Right. Like you, right. And so, like, okay, uh, the guy who created The Sopranos. In the first episode of The Sopranos, the first four-fifths of it, you're learning about a mobster who's a family guy, and you're supposed to fall in love with him. You're supposed to start to really buy into the idea that he's a good guy who happens to run a mob. Mob family. Then, the last portion of the episode he murders the guy with his bare hands and what right the dichotomy of that is supposed to be in the in the way the the creator explained it when he he did an interview about it very early on in the series he was like i wanted you to realize that tony soprano is a sociopath to run a mob you are a sociopath you have to be crazy but have to be crazy one of the rules of running the mob is your family is all that matters yep so now you spend the rest of the series wondering is Tony Soprano a good person who runs the mob, or is he a mobster following the rules? And then the it, code, right? And then it changes the whole series because now you're like, man, is he doing this because he's a good family person, or is he doing this because he's a mobster? Right. And so you can use these allegories to kind of create. The, I mean, I, I don't know. I love Saga. I think the way they're doing it is is awesome, and the world building in that is just there's a lot mind blowing. It's awesome. They later go to a planet where the trees are spaceships. No, they're on that right now. Okay, okay. And that, to me, like, just that idea. Just literally they grow spaceships out of trees there. Right. So great. It's so crazy. It is. Um, and it's just everything's so cool. Everything everything has rules and, and like, magic and just sci-fi. Yeah, magic magic and, exists. I think that, that was one of the neatest, like, like, incorporations. Like, everything in magic requires a sacrifice or, like, something necessary. Right. And so, like that later, was like that was really cool. <laughs> later in the series, they're going to introduce a, a bounty hunter mm-hmm. who has a cat 
and oh. the Lion Cat. It's in the first. It's in the first trade. Is it? Man, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember the. I don't, I don't, so good. It's so good. Yeah, he's 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 in the first. One. I like, love. Like the... he's talking to like this one like lady with a unicorn horn. Right. And she's like, oh, you know, the the main character guy who caused the death of millions, and then the cat's like lying. Right. <laughs> And, anyway, like, and she's like, did the cat just call me a liar? Yes, yes, that cat did. Yes, it did. Uh, yes, it did, because That's you did. That's what this cat does. <laughs> That's the whole point it exists. Right. And so, yeah, it's just the whole the whole universe that they build is incredible. Again, I really like Saga. I'm not I'm not dissing it. We you pay, shouldn't be. Yeah, we just like I a 12-minute like advertisement for it. <laughs> right, yeah. Go Read out. Saga. Brian Kavon, Fiona. I don't, I don't remember her name. I was going to say, who wrote it, Ka- or Corey? Brian Kavon wrote it. He did. He did. Award-winning Brian Kavon. Award-winning. Award-winning Brian Kavon. That's some, right. He writes some crazy stuff. He really does. He's really good. He I should have his own. Saga should be an HBO series. Oh, that'd be nuts. I could, we see, do, I could see that translating really well. I don't think it'd be that expensive. Uh, it'd be all green screen. You'd have Robert yeah. Rodriguez or somebody make it, right? Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, it'd be all green screen. It'd be makeup for the characters, and then everything else is green screen. Green screen. That would be interesting. I mean, if they could make a movie like Valerian, they should be able to make this. That movie looks insane. That's a good point. They could make they could make Saga. The City of a Thousand Worlds. That's a really neat like what title. Does it even or mean? I, what I does love it. Even it. Mean? I know. What does start, it even yeah. mean? How does, what is City of a Thousand Worlds? What? Does not compute. Yeah. Series Saga. not digging this. It's pretty good. Yes. Yeah, Saga is good. Saga is amazing. Uh it's it's one of those great independent comic books. I think it's on like issue 38 maybe. It's gotta be past that. Forty? No, man. Did you pick up the last trade, right? That was trade five that came out. It was. Trade, I think trade six is the most recent. Yeah, trade five goes up to thirty. So you got trade six was gonna go maybe to thirty-six. 36. So they might I guess be at not. 40. You're right. You're probably they're probably like their mid forties. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up in the break and then prove I'm right. Oh, or, or okay. wrong when we come Ooh. back from the break. Um, yeah, we're gonna get out of here, I guess. Uh, we come back, we're gonna wrap this show up. Stay with us. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey Conroe, Corey DLG here to let you know about Wild Things Bar and Grill, a modern-day rustic saloon with all-American charm. They're the premier family-friendly sports bar and restaurant in the Conroe Woodlands area, proudly welcoming Conroe to their ambient atmosphere of delicious food, relaxation, and quality entertainment. That's Wild Thing Restaurant at 1488 and I-45. Wild Thing, easy on the eyes. Hey, this is Xander Genere. And this is Bonnie Gordon. And together we are the, the Library Bars. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. We are going to wrap this show up in uh, typical Nerd Thug style, and that's talking about Nerd Thug things, all the Nerd Thug time. You like that? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, thanks. It's not bad. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing. I was like, I oh, know where are we going with this? I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing most of the time. I just, that's fair. I I've actually felt that a lot about you. I just start talking and see what happens. So, um... <laughs> No comment. No Rick, comment. Rick and Morty is finally coming back. You know, it's you, been a while. It, the, so specifically on that, October 2015 is when the finale of season two aired. Right. So yeah. on one of the trailers, they count out how long it's been. It's been over 450 days. Yeah, we're so almost 100 percent accurate. <laughs> That's crazy. Almost two years, and so they they released uh, episode one. Like just on, out of April Fools. on April, April Fools. Fools out of nowhere, and now it's finally coming back. What July thirtieth, right? Yep, yep. That so kind of brings to the question: Is this was a couple of months ago, maybe a month ago now, when when uh, Dan Harmon had to come to his own rescue on on Twitter because <laughs> yeah, he kind of yeah he he caused this and then had to fix it right because yeah. people people were 
upset. I mean, people were angry. I mean, people love this show. And when you wait that long to release a new episode, people, they want, they want to know why. And they thought that there was, you know, creative differences and they were all this different stuff was coming out. And so then what, what did Dan Harmon say? He, well, he didn't make it any better. And that's no, part of the didn't. problem. So initially what he said, and I think this is actually, it came out of an interview he gave. Yes. And, and this is probably hundred percent true of what was going on, but he then had to come back and clarify and make it not sound bad. Right. Right. Um, Cause a lot of the show was improvised. For people who don't know, one guy does both the voice of Rick and Morty. And Harmon himself. And a lot of it is improvised. Yes. Uh, and so what happens, I guess the writing process is different for that because of that. It has to be. It has to be, right? Because he could go in a different direction and then it's going to be better than what you had and then you got to go back and fix stuff. So as they're building this season and whatever the process is, I don't know, but whatever their process is for this, as they're it's, going through that process. They've kind of announced, uh, like shown it a little bit. It's kind of just more along the lines of like outlines and then like the specific lines are just improv. Right. And so as they're, okay, that makes sense. And as they're so, but then the animator still has to go back and fix that. Right. You know, depending on whichever one. They right. Use. So as, as they're building those episodes and kind of building that dialogue, that changes things every time. And so they would have essentially friendly, but they're just trying to make the show better. Right. But they would have arguments mm -hmm. between Dan Harmon and the other creator. And he ba that's basically what he said in the interview. He's like, you know, we're spending a lot of time just trying to make this really good. And so we're fighting a lot about, you know, what should do and we're right. trying to do this. So then the Twitter explosion from that was that they're, they're having trouble making the season. because they're never going to get made. Because they're on the outs and they're fighting and blah, blah, blah. So then he had to go back and clarify. Right, what happened. And, and just like I'm terrible at explaining things, apparently, and it takes me four minutes to explain anything. Right, right, it does. Uh, it took him forever to explain on Twitter in 140 characters or less, each part of it, how, how yes, they're fighting, but it's friendly fighting to make the show better. Because they don't want the episode or the season to suck, right. basically. And they so, know the bar is high. Right. And so on the flip side of that, there is this uh, video game, Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm sure everyone listening knows about this game. And I think it's on season five, maybe season six by now. And they announced they were going to do a new season. And the guy who created it basically just kind of halted what he was doing because the pressure to make each one better than the last, like, just kind of got to him. And he's like, I, you know, it's, it's not fun for him anymore. So he kind of gets to that point as a creator, you know, when you create something, you usually people create stuff, they, they create one one entity like like we're working on a uh our own nerd tv show right and we're just starting with a pilot right I mean, we're not gonna we're just gonna do a pilot and, and see what happens. happens right and but if it blows up now all of a sudden you're faced with this pressure to create something equally as good over and over and over, over and over and over again and maybe you just don't got it in you like honestly this happens uh this is actually a frequent problem in the uh, japanese manga industry uh, the people who get published in the weekly books that come out. No, I, I totally believe that. So they'll literally, they'll have like, all right, here we go. We have, they're like, they spend months to prepare their first chapter. They present it. They get accepted. They're like, congratulations, you're being published in the weekly Shonen. Do another one. Every <laughs> single week. And, you know, these, 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 these series go on, you know, One Piece, the longest running one is like 900 chapters at this point. It's oh, literally no. 900 weeks. That's crazy. He's been doing it for like the past like fifteen years, <laughs> right? And he he got married and didn't have his honeymoon till like two years later, right? Because <laughs> he never got a break. It's like wow. you know these people who make these these awesome like these directors they make these awesome movies, right? And so they're like, oh man, they're, they're, this guy's got a, a future, and then now the pressure's on them to continuously do that. And I mean, 
if that's what I mean, if, if you're a creator or a musician or an athlete or anything, like your goal is to do things long term, I would think. And uh, so I mean, everyone's uh, faced with it. I mean, you know, you have like, like a music we call them one hit wonders. There's a lot right. of people that drop one hit and you never hear from them again. Well, here's here's okay. Here's one. Um, would you rather be an Olympian who knows you have a very narrow window? You basically get at best two shots. Right, two shots to be the best in the world. Right, every four years right. at your event. Or would you want to try and be a 15 year professional athlete? I'd probably go 15 year professional athlete. Because you got to know the Olympian probably reaches a, a higher level of fame than most athletes. I wouldn't say nowadays. I mean, can you name there's a, there's a few of them. Few like you got Michael the winners. Phelps. The winners, right? I mean, that's what we're assuming. Like, if you're going to be a winner, would you rather win a gold medal or? Yeah, but I mean, even people that win gold medals, I mean, depending on what it, what it's in, like, what do they do after that? Well, but a lot of them have kind of you parlayed a, it you into get like that. right, right, right. But, so that's I what mean, I'm saying is like your window's very small. You're essentially the one hit wonder of athletics, but depending on how you bank it, like that's your whole career. It's going to be a four year career. But I can make enough in those four years to where I never have to do another thing the rest of my life, right? Open my own gym, coach some kids, never have to worry about it. I don't know. It's tough. I like I like being in the limelight for a long time. Right. But very few, and then usually there's some really ugly times. If right. you're in the limelight that long, well, the dark times show up. sports, but if, let's say you're going with, you know, musicians or— Okay, well, name a musician who's had a long run that doesn't get— Directors, you know. I mean, rough. You probably don't want—I mean— no matter what you do, you're going to run through rough patches in life. That's what I'm saying. Like, for the Olympian, right. we never know about them. Right, but, I mean, you got to think if you're a musician or, you know, an actor, actress, you don't want to hit your one big movie and then you're done. Like, you want to continuously produce good stuff. Because then we go back to Brendan Fraser, for instance. Right, or M. Night Shyamalan. So, I mean, I can understand, you know, I mean, we're not, on, we're not creators on any... Level. Not on that level at all. I mean, even doing the show, like, sometimes, you know, I love doing the show. But, I mean, you get those dog days where there's not a lot going on and you still have to come in here and talk for two hours to make a show. Sometimes it can get pretty uh, intimidating. And you're like, Ugh. You're not wrong about and that. You, Drew Carey. you got to pull stuff out and, and just make it work. Famously does a bit in Cleveland when he's doing he was doing Sam Comedy a long, long Cleveland time ago. Cleveland rocks. And he, like, loved the city of Cleveland. But he was talking about, like, dog days of the summer. And he's like, you ever feel like the Indians, like, like, did you're like, there's got to be times in, in like April when they're like, they know they're out of it already. They're like 30 <laughs> games back. And he's just like, he, like what he acts out is, a, is the outfitters like smoking a cigarette, standing yeah. around and they hit a pop fly. And he's like, oh man, he's got to put a cigarette out and jog over and catch it. And yeah, that's kind of like, it turns into a stretch at some point. Like it's got to be, it's got to be hard to maintain. Josh Trank is a perfect example. Yeah. The director of Chronicle turns around. They're like, man, that was a really great found footage superhero movie. You should make Fantastic Four. Here's a hundred million dollars. Doesn't go so well. And then he makes a terrible, terrible movie. And like, yeah, that's that's the story that gets told, and that's kind of unfair. Like, I we don't really know what happened, and that's really the story right. that got out because that's probably what the studio wants you to think. Because they're the it's ones. All who, a conspiracy. Well, no, they're just the ones who had to release it, and so they did a ton of reshoots. So think about that. They went back and shot a bunch of extra stuff for that movie, and then they still turn around and blamed him for how bad it was. Right. Even though they reshot a bunch. Right. And they reshot a bunch, a bunch yeah, of that movie. doesn't make any sense. So you got to think, like, they're probably blaming him at least. Right. I mean, but as, as a creator, the pressure is going to be on you to constantly create good Absolutely. stuff. If you're going to continuously create stuff. Right. And sometimes maybe it's just better to be the one-hit wonder. Maybe so. 
And a lot of times I think it's just, you know, just coast on your one us success. as fans and consumers that, you know. Well, because then it goes too far the other way too, right? Like, so Stephen King, apparently he has like three or four pseudonyms that occasionally he releases books under because he now doesn't know, are you buying my books because I'm Stephen King or are you buying my books because they're, they're good? good? Right, yeah, no, that makes so, sense. So then he releases them under other names and he and he tries to check their sales and like play mind <laughs> games with people. That's pretty I mean, smart. That's, that's pretty smart. Um, the, the J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. she released a whole other book under, it was a non-Harry Potter fictional book, and, and so she did it under a pseudonym because she didn't want... It to just be all the J.K. Rowling fans. Right. Well, and also she was afraid that people were... She didn't want to mislead her fans at all, so she didn't want anyone to think there's any kind of relation to Harry Potter, so she completely Speaking separated... Speaking of Harry Potter sense. this week, I've been selling these announcements. There's, they're yeah. releasing two new Harry Potter books. And so I, I was like, oh, what? what, really? I'm getting excited. And they use, like, the art of, like, Harry Potter and everything. Right, right, right. And to come to find out, it's it's just, like, textbooks, basically. <laughs> like, well, one, no, no, well, one's a... Uh, see, this is stupid. This is so... One's about, like, one of the books that he read while he was in school. Like, it's Right, it's a, it's a textbook. Book. Yeah. Yeah, and the other one's something about... It's the history of all these, like, famous figures in the Harry Potter universe. Right. It's not, like, a really it's new not a, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter story. Book. Right. Okay. Well, and that's what they said. They're just releasing two new books in the Harry Potter universe. Right. And J.K. Rowling's not even writing them. Nope. But when they released it and they, they pump it up, they're like, two new Harry Potter books coming out. And at first right. they're like, oh, right. Uh, right, yeah. That seems like a little bit is of a, and when a you, misleading statement. When you read the beginning of one of the articles, the one I read about it, because I clicked on it. I mean, that's an interesting big deal thing. When you read the beginning of the article, it makes it sound like it's going to be about other characters because it says set in different parts of the Hogwarts universe. So then you're like, oh, man, they're going to tell some other story. Like, that's amazing. And then instead, it, they're like, nothing. yeah, one's a textbook. You'll get nothing. You'll get nothing. A textbook. A right. textbook so of dumb. a fictional school. Just release it on Pottermore. Ugh. Right. Like, just, yes, that's right. Just release a PDF of it and have people print it themselves. Yeah, done. Donezo. But instead, $9.99. Yeah, but we're done so <sighs> with this episode. So, <laughs> uh, Such wanna, a disappointment. We want to thank you guys, as always, for sticking around for Nerd Thug Radio for the entire uh, show. Remember, we're on every Monday from 1 to 3 on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Station! And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, on Tuesdays, we drop the podcast. You can find it at Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Or you can search us on the iTunes or the Google Play Music. We're also there. Uh, until next week, Corey DLG. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ? Starting your own talk show? Yeah. Contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.